friend. Hi, friend. Welcome to the Hi, Friend Podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Kaylee. And we're best friends navigating our relationships, careers, and anti-aging products in the safe space of just us. And the entire internet. We're single Christian girls who don't shy away from honest and ridiculous conversations about everything from sex to culture's expectations to overeager mothers to being mindful of living paraben-free lifestyles. We support, celebrate, and cheer one another on and laugh at ourselves through it all. Hi, friend. Hi. How's your day? It was good. Today mm-hmm. was sunny and warm here mm. in Southern California. Finally. Which I know people don't feel really bad for us compared to the rest of the nation, but it's been it's been a hard winter. It's been hard. There's been a lot of gray and a lot of rain and, and cold coming. for us. And for two cold. people who love to be warm... It's challenging. We're always cold. We're always cold. So yeah, this being in the sun. Um, Blue skies. I was starting to get a little down. Up to this point? Yeah. Yeah. It I, was hard. I hear you. Um, so yeah, so today was sunny and happy mm. and productive. Um, and also, I am hopelessly devoted and obsessed with this new podcast that I just started. Mm. So to turn from sunshine to murder, perfect. <laughs> I am now like addicted to all things true crime, and this podcast is called <laughs> My Favorite Murder because no. it was recommended to people who, if you liked, did you ever listen to Serial? So good. Oh, you did. Yeah, yeah. So that so or um, the Netflix show Making a Murder. Mm-hmm. I just finished The Night of, which I can't even get out of my head. I'm like just so into that show. So into that show. So people said that this podcast is similar, but I didn't realize, so it's two girls, two friends who are obsessed with the topic of murder and each episode they talk about their favorite murder and like just go into it and it's not meant to be scientific, but they're so funny and they suddenly became my role models for our podcast and really made me depressed that we'll never be as funny as I know, them. I'm kind of <laughs> really jealous and envious of their humor abilities. But Maybe we could have them on as like an interview. I highly doubt it. The ones they're from, too cool. I mean, too, they're big. Yeah, they're big time now. Big time. But anyway, so we now I'm going to be forever paranoid about getting murdered. Oh, and then I started, which means that then I'll start to become paranoid. I won't share. About I won't share it with you. I won't share it with Please you. Don't but share it. I just know at any given point how I could be killed. I'm just, okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'm the one trying to like shut out of my mind. Well, I was too. I'm I'm big on like protecting your mind and trying mm-hmm. not to let it go to. Dark. And I don't like really disturbing movies or stories. Mm-hmm. I try to be protective of myself there, yeah. but for some reason, I do get drawn back into it. There's, uh, something, there's something about the danger and like the darkness. The, the darkness that's what? kind of exhilarating. It is. Yeah. Not that we have that within us. But I, mean, I think we all are kind of drawn to, like, danger. There's mm-hmm. something that I think kind of, like, erotic about yeah. that, in a sense, or, like, arousing. And when it's un- it feels unexplained, and we want to, like, figure it out. Yeah. Like, how do people get to this point? And... Maybe erotic is the wrong word. No, I know. It's in that realm of yeah. illicit stuff. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, so that's where I'm at. I'm obsessed with murder currently. Perfect. And yeah, how was how was your day or weekend? Um, it was good. I like always have a hard time remembering. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people like, and that doesn't mean it wasn't good. Yeah. Like, there's been really good things this weekend. Yeah. Uh, I spent yeah, I spent a lot of time with one of my best friends, who you know, who 
is pregnant with twins, and so Yay. it just felt really special because that's not gonna be the case much longer. Yeah. So I, I know that. a lot of people who are pregnant currently. So and many people. Are yeah, one of my right best now. friends is about to have a baby in a month ish, which is crazy to me. It, it's like a whole new world. Oh, I can't wait. Give me all the babies to hold. Indian, well, that's how I feel. So I, <gasps> this is an idea. Yes. Um, I was in Seattle a few weeks ago for this conference and it was kind of a heavier conference at times. And mm-hmm. so you came out and there's at one point came out there, there was like a friend's kid was there, like little toddler running around, like smiling and the mm-hmm. happiest, like childlike laughter. Mm-hmm. And someone else had something and I just thought, oh my gosh, imagine if there was a space of just like you went to a, like adult playground of kids and puppies oh my gosh how much goodness and love everyone would be so happy my mind goes to child molester (laughs) central like oxytocin i hear where you're coming but you basically just said is there a place where i can go play look at and play with other people's babies (laughs) maybe that's not what i want well kind of i do (laughs) i don't want to stare at them i hear i know what you're saying i just want to interact with them and maybe hold them and not awkwardly touch them, but you know. But also touch them. But and also hold them. hold them. Well, that's what my my and work. puppy dogs. But of course, well, there are places you can go and do that. I think I know. my work. A lot of people have um, started. Their wives have started having babies, and the dads will bring in the babies sometimes. It is my dream come true. Right. I'm like, first of all, I can't focus on anything. I just stare at their little chubby cheeks and their faces while their ty- dads are typing away. Mm-hmm. And then, please hold your baby. Let me please let just, me just hold the baby. Let me just smell its hair really um, quick. It's like See, creepy, but I know. don't care. Mm-mm. I can even smell it right now. Like I'm thinking yeah, about same. it. Mm-hmm. That fresh my eyes. smell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Going back, and then you touch, and it's so soft. I'm like, oh. do you think guys are gonna listen to our podcast? <laughs> I always, <laughs> I have a lot of guy friends who are like, not a lot, but some who I know want to listen to it or give me a hard time, and I'll say, you are not the target audience. Right. You're not allowed to listen to the podcast and I'm not even going to tell you when it goes live. Which My concern is that if they just heard that they'd be like so weird and... There's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that are weird. But we're maybe giving guys insight into the amazing maybe. female brain. <laughs> the complex and beautiful and Potentially some friends mind. that are going to be freaked out when I hold their child. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, so, yeah, this is weird. As we were talking about, I mean, the point of this podcast is to just have conversations and be, what's funny is that we just spent the last two hours of our night leading up to this. We thought we were going to come over, bang it out, do our thing, but nope, we got sidetracked, um, which is typical. friends do. Mm -hmm. Talking about life. Yes. Love. Sex. Bodies. All all kinds of things. Yeah. But we didn't really from everything that. Got we, in there. Yeah, <laughs> Every, everything in between. Mm-hmm. Just uh, your normal Sunday night combo. Mm-hmm. But one thing, yeah, I think we've talked about a few times recently, and I actually had a really good conversation with a coworker because mm-hmm. I'm, I've been seeing it's a, it's been a goal of mine for this year to be better. I started last year. Mm-hmm. more specifically, but I, it's always been hopefully a goal, but like mm-hmm. taking it more seriously starting last year, but then this year to really get a handle on my finances. Mm-hmm. And so I started seeing someone 
not like a counselor, but like a financial advisor. advisor. And she's been super helpful. And so I just met with her on Friday. So then I was talking with a coworker who he just bought a house and we were saying how personal finance, it's just, it's such a complex issue and it's, mm-hmm. there's so much to it and there's so much like taboo around it and yet silence. Like it's like not taboo, but it's cause yeah. it's so personal. So then no That's one talks right. about it really with each other. Like, so don't ask have a lot no, of questions. Yeah. But then we have no frames of reference for mm-hmm. what is normal, what should we Somehow be doing. Somehow you're already supposed to know. Yeah, you're supposed to figure it out. And, then, and some people had really uh, parents that were really good at educating mm-hmm. in that sense. Um, I think some adults, to be honest, are figuring it out too. Like mm-hmm. they can do some. They do more adults, than but one. right? Shoot, <laughs> older. I know what you mean. Obviously. I am an adult, yeah. but yeah, older. Uh, and so. I don't think I I grew up like really learning the best mm. financial principles. I mean, I was exposed to it, mm-hmm. but never really sat down. I think about, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I blocked out budgeting because I just we were definitely not, taught things, and I think our yeah. parents probably. I know my parents. You know, they always say like, "Don't spend more than you earn." All this right. stuff, but there's Save even just the um, the brass tacks. Is that the right word? Like the when it gets down to it, like here's how to do this. Here, because I wasn't a, a finance major in college, and I took you know you take like one business class or one econ class or something, but there's so much to learn and so, so complicated. And to be honest, I don't love budgeting. It's the actual worst. Like it's keeping track of everything. Excel (laughs) numbers. It all just well, and some people love it. Some people love. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Some people thrive. Our brains were not. I would have been praying that I someone would come into my life (laughs) that thrived in that area, Mm -hmm. and which yeah. So along those lines, Mm -hmm. yeah. That is <laughs> so growing up, my dad would was really hard worker. You know, he, my mom stayed home with us, so I and he managed a lot of the finances mm-hmm. and took care of that. And so to me, that was just because you your frame of reference typically is what you grew up in and what you were exposed sure. to. And so I had a, my family and a lot of other families I knew the dad was the provider, mm-hmm. um, the mom stayed at home. Not that I didn't have pictures of like working moms, but more so there's this idea in our culture. Um, and I think young girls are kind of led to believe this too. Of like the, the man's going to come, you're going to get married. He's going to come in. He'll have had that stuff figured out and you won't ever have to worry about it. At least that's what I thought. <laughs> well, what, yeah. And mine is similar where, except my mom worked. That's right. Um, she has always had, like, she was always working and then even started her own businesses. And so that was great to look at. But my dad came in the picture. So technically my stepdad. But um, when my dad came in the picture, having he was, pro- like, more of the main mm-hmm. breadwinner. Um, and my mom contributed. Mm-hmm. But he, that offered, like, more of the financial stability. Mm-hmm. And there was this thought, even though my mom still manages the checking, like, I, she's the one that actually does that, um, there was this, 
and I hadn't, I wasn't really able to name that until probably this past year mm -hmm. that I have maybe even unconsciously been waiting and thinking, well, I, I will get married. I never was in a rush to get married necessarily, but I never really imagined myself 31 and single. Yep. And so always thinking, okay, guy's going to come in to my life and that will help just, we'll figure it out and like mm -hmm. learn how to budget together or praise the Lord. Hopefully he'll know. Mm -hmm. And I will be able to like follow under mm -hmm. suit. And then that's how we'll figure out, buying a house and even buying my next car and I mean on and on yeah. and on and I already have investments yeah and I do have investments in a financial advisor but when it came to all those other things it finally hit me I mean sad to say um like the end of more the end of last year or second half of the year be like that may not change like I and I want to get myself in order, and if that's not going to, if I am single, how do I start thinking about buying a home? Is that even possible? And mm -hmm. not wanting to wait for someone else to come in my life to get my money house in order, I mm -hmm. guess you could say, say, but how do I begin to face like my financial climate and work towards sustainability and then also set myself up to invest in the things that I really want to and even maybe have a home someday if what if a person's going to come into my life or not yeah yeah same in a lot of ways and I think on the one hand and I feel like you're I'm sensing this with you too there's a sense of guilt of feeling that way of like mm -hmm. that it you know we've ex had this expectation our whole life that the guy is going to do this and um, we don't have to worry about this or whatnot, but I, I this year has been a big year of reframing for me. And mm -hmm. so to me, there's a lot of grace for myself or for us because mm -hmm. that is just kind of the way that society works. I think a lot of people just, that's ingrained in them to think that that's what's next. Not everyone. I'm sure there's people who are more, I don't know. Right. And, <laughs> and let's preface, there are women that are great with finances and yes. numbers, love this. That could be even just, I think part of it too is in dating, like whether whatever quality it is, something that you're lacking, you're hoping mm -hmm. that the other person is going to step into Absolutely. that and be the one that cares. Like if someone mm -hmm. is terrible at remembering birthdays or buying gifts, it sometimes <laughs> seems like the men have that <laughs> just based off experience. But but the girl, mm -hmm. the woman comes in and says like, "I'll handle that." You know, like it's this complimenting of each other, mm -hmm. and so. That's okay. I think it's okay that we aren't these finance experts and that we don't have this huge desire to crunch numbers mm -hmm. and to plan or whatever. But with that comes the reality of, well, then what if I don't meet someone to compliment yes. that or does I don't have this person? Because for me, it still is my dad a lot. Like I'll go to him mm -hmm. with questions and I'm really grateful for that. Or now I'm going to this um, financial advisor. But so it, it has been a real reframing. Mm -hmm. And with that, though at times some it can be stressful, mm -hmm. realizing how much responsibility is on our shoulders, yes. there's an excitement to it of mm -hmm. kind of realizing, wait a minute, I have, the control is in my hands. Like, I don't have to wait for that. And now that I am to this age and realizing, you know, we probably won't be single forever, but what if, like, we don't meet right. someone? It, 
what are my actual goals? Like, do I want to buy a house just because I'm expected to? Did I want to buy, I, did I only want one if I'm going to be with a husband because that's all more permanent, whereas mm-hmm. I'm fine living a little bit more transit, transitory. Transitional. Trans. Trans. Transient? Transient. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a I got there. hitchhiker. Um, but yeah, and so, because part of me is like, I honestly don't have a huge desire at this moment to buy a house. That sounds kind of awful. But I will say, I remember very specifically this moment where I kind of just had, it's like I gave myself permission or mm-hmm. something like a cloud lifted or something. And I was like, yeah. wait a minute, I can buy a house on my own. I mean, not literally. Not, yeah. But, <laughs> like, but the, that idea isn't fantasy. It's yeah, something it's like that a, can be attainable. real. And mm-hmm. that's why I started meeting with this person because I'm like, well, okay, instead of just wishing that someone is going to come into my life mm-hmm. and supply this magical mortgage down payment, what do I need to do to mm-hmm. get my shit together? And mm-hmm. sorry, mom. Um, no. And start saving and being intentional and set yeah. these really big financial goals for myself. And I, my, cause other passions or not passions, but dreams of mine that I also feel like I, I put, I hinge on marriage or waiting till I get married are things like, I want to be a host. I want to ha- open my home to people. I want to have young women like come in and like mentor them. And I want to, freaking adopt or foster kids at some point. And yes, I would love to do those with a partner who has the same heart and mission as me. Mm -hmm. But if I don't, like, I don't have to stop in those dreams. I've been given those passions for a reason. And so it is harder to host or be hospitable in a house full of girls where not everyone feels the same way about it, you know, Mm -hmm. or when it's a home that is not your ideal or whatever it might be. Like, so I remember thinking, like how fun, oh, I think I was listening to the Jess Lively show. That was a podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, you listen to her too. Um, and I remember her talking about her house and she bought her own house and mm-hmm. it just, that thought became so exciting to me, even though that feels like lifetimes from now of when that will happen. But still, it was very exciting to have this revelation of like, wait a minute, I don't, I don't have to follow yeah. that script that I've been believing inside of me that's been ingrained in me for whatever reason. And I get to shift that and start working towards whatever mm-hmm. I want. And I think I love hearing you say just kind of when you name that, like being able to even mm-hmm. identify that for me and what I hear you say too, is there was like this aha moment. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes I didn't even realize that I was living with that assumption. Yeah, exactly. And I wasn't trying to put anything on the guy. I just, it's just, that's how we were. just like yeah. how I was unconsciously operating. Mm-hmm. And there was this moment of like, Oh, that's how I've been approaching life. And mm-hmm. that. And I think there's a difference between 30 and 31 is where you turn 31 and you're, you're in your 30s now. Like, 30s still, You're not, like, like, kicking off your 30s. Yeah. You're like, I'm in it. I'm in it. You're like, what is 31? This is such a random... I hate that number, by the way. Such a random age. Ew, it's gross. Yeah. I'll so, be 30 forever until I'm 35. There's th- something, like, sexy to 30, you know? And such it's a good exciting, age. empowering, it's really wonderful. Turn 31, I'm like, what the hell am I supposed to do with 31? But, but it's actually been the epiphanies. Mm-hmm. 
like this, and it was really empowering. Mm -hmm. And not from a raw, raw girl power type place, but a more internal sense of, these are things I want to do for me, and these are good, and I had this just sense of, Kaylee, how can God be trusting you with much more mm. if you're not really looking at how to steward what you have now? Mm, yeah. And I was like, God, why wouldn't you bless me with more? I tithe. I, and I like really love doing that. I support mm. these things. But if I couldn't look at my finances and be responsible with them and look to create the structures in place to sustain, then I'm only really should be entrusted with only so much mm. and that was really eye-opening for me as well because I do the things that I want to be able to participate in and serve in and invest in and like host mm -hmm. to be able to have, live generously to live generously and the idea of starting to think about yes I'm not able to have a home but to I sat down with my financial advisor at the beginning of this year too and just we looked at everything and started talking goals and what does it look like to move towards those mm -hmm. and set certain things in play. And it was really freeing and exciting yeah. and motivating. But to have a home, like, I, I feel this more and more just wanting to be nesting more and mm -hmm. having your own space and having your own place and being able to invite people into that mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, just kind of feeling more and more ready for this next transition step. But that doesn't... And before, my mind, that always meant that included a partner. Yes. And now I'm seeing that may not include a partner. Mm -hmm. Hopefully one day down the road, that will. But even if it's just me, like, mm -hmm. those things, steps can still mm -hmm. take place. And unwinding, like you said the scripts that we've grown up in. Mm -hmm. Particularly because I think a lot of... My mom actually got married in her mid-30s, but a lot of the families we've grown up with, the, the parents got married young, yeah. and they had families young, and then they and worked hard, and they did really well. Mm -hmm. And so we've kind of been in this different type of... Well, yeah. Our generation, I think, is very different than our parents' generation, and that was another part of my conversation with my coworker as far as the way that we live nowadays I think millennials and I've read all kind of stuff about this mm -hmm. we're terrible at saving we are impulsive Very we're feelings. yeah feelings based this is just relating to finances mm -hmm. but like also impulsivity we're, yeah with the feelings yeah I'm just trying not to make like yeah, sweeping sorry. generalizations about sorry. millennials but we I'm impulsive. <laughs> also, <laughs> I think we live, and then we're very, in our, the society of, or the culture of social media and comparison and trying to always pre present this image, it's very different than, it's not just, like, you get a job and you work hard and you raise a family, it's, I have to Instagram the vacation that I went on and mm -hmm. the cute new subway tile backsplash that is trending because I want my house to look cuter than everybody else's. That's why I just stay away. Yeah. I know. Well, that's I good. Know it's good. That's a smart move. But I'm I'm saying the reality the not reality. just for myself, but for other I know, people. For everyone. Yeah. And the clothes and the and you're living in a lifestyle that you can't keep up with. Mm -hmm. And suddenly, and you have to get the newest iPhone. 
and you have to go to Coachella and you have to like all these things that we don't even stop. I'm not saying I know where my friend's financial situations are, but I am saying that it does seem like we're doing a very poor job <laughs> of managing, of making smart financial decisions. And so for me, I'm taking back on ownership of myself. Yes. I've had to really take responsibility for saying, yes. I need to say no to myself about things. I can't yes. do everything. Um, yeah, I had, yeah. I had a really sobering conversation with my mom one time about finances where I'd been complaining about things. Mm. And my mom was basically like, I, I don't want to hear it. You, you are choosing to live the life that you have and you live in this certain area and you, like, there are things you could give up. Right. And it, yeah, it was eye opening in the sense where I knew that, but of recognizing like, I really do need to make some changes if I want to have more money in my bank account or yeah work towards an actual goal of having a big savings or to put a down payment on a house. And so, yeah, a lot of, yeah, I don't know, figuring out mm -hmm. that's like personal image or just internal stuff I've got to work through too, of like right. caring about image or caring about what other people think or whatnot. Um, but that well, plays a role do. too. Yeah. That will be it for another. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that later. But I just, I'm really, one thing I'm, well, there's many things I'm proud of us for, but I also love that we were kind of both naturally just started mm -hmm. going. Yeah, I don't think we ever even talked about we well, would like talk the about mortgage things, stuff, but, like the buying the house thing. Yeah. I think we both kind of had that revelation individually on our but own, around but around the same time. Same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm proud of us for taking steps towards looking at how to do this and mm -hmm. it isn't going to be convenient and there are things that are going to be difficult and reaching out to people like our financial advisors mm -hmm. and, and taking those steps because mm -hmm. it's one thing to recognize something and want it to be different and it's mm -hmm. another thing to move towards it and yeah. so I think even just the small steps that we're doing are I don't know to me sometimes feel like really big ones yeah but, um, we're, we're doing we're it. it. I know. We're, I'm really proud really of you. We're really doing it. Thanks. I'm really proud of you. I feel this has felt like a year of action of kind yes. of like setting goals and then actually going after them. Mm -hmm. And it feels, it does feel really good to be like, this has been an area of anxiety for me or of yeah. uncertainty or whatever. And I'm going to take control of that now and I'm going to do something about it. And whether it's like going to counseling or like going, doing Toastmasters or seeing a financial advisor, like there's things that I feel like I'm not wanting to just sit around and hope it gets better. Like I'm wanting yeah. to actually do something about it and it does feel exciting. Yeah. I think sometimes too for money, I can just be like, I don't like, I don't want to deal with money. Yeah. I don't oh, like yeah. it. I don't just shut it out. <laughs> just want to shut it out. Yeah. And there's been a lot of freedom and empowerment in looking at it yeah, and in which facing is very it, hard, which is really hard. And sometimes the hardest thing to do is to like turn your face to it. Like checking my bank account oh, online or my credit card statement, actual mm -hmm. anxiety. Mm -hmm. I, I will avoid it at all costs because I, I just don't want to know what's there. I'm like, I don't want so to be reminded how much I spent on alcohol at yeah. that bar, even though that sounds really bad, but <laughs> More so just, like, it's annoying that... Do you want to talk about that, Sarah? <laughs> well, just for... No, but even just at Farmhouse the other night, did I tell you how much those two drinks ended up being? Oh! No, but I have an idea. So, I got one cocktail, 
I was there for a long time and I yeah. already had dinner. I was like, oh, I already was fed dinner elsewhere. So I felt like I was, you know, mm. could spend some money. I yeah. wasn't like buying food out. So I got one cocktail, which was $14. And then I got a mm. glass of wine like two hours later or something. That was $12. So then it was $28 for the drinks. And then, and then I tipped. So it was like 30 something dollars. Mm. Cool. Yep. For yep. liquid. <laughs> You hate it. It's so. I know. So yeah. Anyways, those those are the reasons why I sometimes uh, I avoid looking. But it's I'm getting better at it because now I track all my expenses, so I have yeah. to be faced with what I, with what I spent. Uh, if I don't track it right away, then I have to go and open up my account and look smart. at everything. Anyway, and I need to be tracking better. I'll have to give you some of my tips. And actually, <sighs> I need to get back to blogging. But I had this idea for a blog post of ways when you're feeling um, like you don't have enough money to spend but you're wanting certain things like what are good alternatives Ooh, to that kind I like of that. things like something to give an example like when you really want to go shopping and you really want something new like mm-hmm. to spend 15 minutes in your closet putting together like a few new outfits or something oh, that you hadn't thought it. of before so it feels like you're getting that like fix that. of like oh I'm wearing something different instead of my same go-to outfit mm-hmm. or because then really... you start feeling down or disappointed, mm-hmm. and then you're frustrated, mm-hmm. and then it's like the spiral. Yeah, and then you just buy things to, to buy them, and then you're mad at yourself afterwards. Yeah, there's a couple other things. Sometimes... You did have to buy something this weekend. I really yeah. needed a new bra. It wasn't exciting, but... Oh, yeah, well, sometimes, sometimes we just have things we need to... Funny you said that. So, not a necessity of a bra, but I have been like... All I want to buy is, like, really pretty. Me too. Like, bras or lingerie, especially. I'm thinking about treating myself for Valentine's Day mm. because, okay. yeah. Well, so when I was getting one, there was – I saw one that I – Where'd you get it from? Well, I didn't even go spend much. Actually, this was – You'll you be proud of me. I, I budgeted. So I was at Gap because mm-hmm. I heard their flats okay. were all half off. Uh-huh. Nice. Well, I got there. They were all gone in my size. Go figure. <laughs> But, um, then, so were all, like, full-priced clothing, like, mm-hmm. uh, bras, underwear, like, all, all of that stuff was also 40% off, I think. Mm-hmm. And so, Is it still I, called Gap Body? Like, do they still call uh, it? That's is what it, it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, and so, I got it for 40% off, which I was nice. really proud of myself, but I... That's I've, great. But I'm like, this is so boring because I want to be by, but I needed I it. Yeah. And there's, you, no matter it. how many cute mm-hmm. or pre rods you have, I feel like you always have the one that you end up wearing the, the most and then it's never that cute. But I sometimes I just want like cute little bralettes I saw that are really pretty one. A gap? Actually, it was a gap. And it was stuff. this, it had this really, it had this like lacy back mm. and mm-hmm. this color, I don't know. It was really pretty. I, it's, but I just really want to be able to go. To buy I just want to go to La Perla and uh, yes, someday within our house. <laughs> we're gonna we'll, we're gonna we'll walk have around. a walk-in closet of pretty like nightgowns we're and walk bras. around in Perla lingerie <laughs> in my own home. Oh, just me. Yeah, this is I can envision it now. That is kind <laughs> of my dream cat, life. I'll have a puppy. We'll be neighbors, please, and we'll host people. <laughs> This is my dream life. This is why we're friends. We'll we're kidding. We're kind of kidding. Babies. We're not. We'll, <laughs> we'll bring their babies yeah, over and I'll just 
hold and them. they can drop them off and, and they're tired and just be like give me uh, your babies and we'll uh, hold them for you while you go run errands and go take naps do you know why there actually is something like so soothing and happy about holding a baby is it is it the oxytocin it's the oxytocin so if you're a listener and you don't know about this <laughs> There's literally oxytocin released, which is this happy bonding chemical, Mm -hmm. but in soothing. It's like a soothing chemical. How do babies release it from their, just from their pores? It just comes out from their (laughs) breast? They breathe it on you? I know how it's released in the body, like through other actions, but how do babies just release it into the atmosphere? the physical touch. I don't know. There's something in the, in touching, in the tactile sensation, it's released in your body. So, like, even, uh-huh, even just us touching, it's, like... Is oxytocin being released? Uh-huh. It is. Are you sure? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. But there's nice. something different, I think, when it's baby. Can I just I tell know. you a funny story about holding hands? I was out on Friday night, and... Did you hold someone's hand? <laughs> I didn't initiate it. This guy, we were at Lacave, uh-huh. and it's 90s night, and there was these boys that... Could have been in college. I don't know. They were <laughs> very drunk, and they were moshing and out of control. But this one guy, we started, like, jumping. He was just being fun, and we were, like, jumping around together. But his go-to moves with me of trying oh. to pick me up were, had nothing to do with trying to dance on me or That's good. or kiss me or anything like that. He just wanted to hold my hand. So he would just, like, reach out and grab my hand, and I would, like, hold it up and show <laughs> Morgan and be like, What's happening? Anyways, it was just, it was like sweet but funny. I wasn't, I didn't really keep holding his hand. I kept pulling it away, but still, I just <laughs> thought it was really funny that that in his drunken state. Oh, he even linked arms with me at one time. Oh. <laughs> it was basically like a girlfriend, how I would interact with him. In... Yeah. Well, at least he wasn't trying to like lick yeah, you or something. It could have been way worse. It could have been way worse. Not interested, but it's, it's, a, it's a decent move on a guy's part. If you ever, mm-hmm. ever want to. Go for the hand. Yeah, go for the hand. Why not? I have a more awkward situation. Um, I, he was probably like 22, by the way. That's just want to throw that out there. Young and in love. Yeah. <laughs> 90s night. He doesn't even probably know none of the 90s songs. He's so young. Yeah, did he know the words? I don't remember. I think he did. He was probably dancing around because he didn't know what to say. I feel like we were singing together to Blink-182. Oh. Looking into each other's eyes. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but they're talking about like touching. Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend at work. So I work at a co. I um, There's a co-working, co-working space mm-hmm. for some of the time because I also have a private office. And in the co-working space, a friend there. She knows I like love tactile sensations, mm-hmm. and so she'll come and she'll be like. If she's wearing something soft, mm-hmm. she'll feel this. And I do, and I just will sit there, like, petting it. She asks you to touch her, not she. She doesn't come up and touch you. She will touch me, but, but she knows, that you but like she it knows I like it. Mm-hmm. So she's wearing something soft. You're always wearing things that are soft. Yes, because I, like, <laughs> I'm always wearing things that are soft, or, like, mm-hmm. textured, because I, like, have this tactile mm-hmm. thing. And so she's letting me pet her, and then all of a sudden, she's like, this is creepy. I'm like, well, don't give me your arm if you're not, right? What a tease. I mean, it was such a tease. I mean, I love her, but, like, don't make me... I was just talking about, there's apparently there's a place in, like, Westminster or something where you can get $15 or $20 massages. Oh, yeah. I've been to one. 
Really? Yeah. In so, a room with other people. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But we were talking, we were talking about that and <laughs> people were saying, like, oh, I really want to go. Like, that sounds amazing. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, sometimes you just need to be touched. And it, so then I started rubbing my friend's shoulders oh when we were gosh. at church. And I, we have talked about this too. With other roommates of mine, we used to have massage nights where we would just watch a show. We'd put on a show and we like would a do... a massage train? Yeah. Like, I would rub her back and, like, scratch her back and rub her shoulders and for 15 minutes. And when it hit the commercial, oh. it was always Family Guy. When it hit the commercial... Oh, you liked that show. I love Family Guy. Really? Yeah. Not... I don't watch it anymore, but I used to like it. This is college. <laughs> but then... And then we would switch, and it was just... And I used to do that growing up, too. And why oh, yeah, growing up. Why don't we still do that? Why don't we do that more? We've talked about it. I think we should do that. Let's, I think Let's we should be a source of physical touch for each other. Well, you know. Platonically. Yeah, platonically. Just mas- who doesn't but, want massages? And oh, I love them. I think massages are rest. such a healthy thing yeah. for physical touch. I just want to start advocating for that more. Like, I, I want to be... we should do that. I know some people... Sneak. Are very adverse to people touching them, Which but I want to be. Well, you know when people come up to you and like put their hand on you, or mm. like put, there's nothing I like more. And so I want to be that person to other people. Like I wish I touched people more. Oh my gosh! One person is like, "Would it be okay if I like put my hand on your back?" And literally, I had tears. <laughs> <laughs> You're like you have no idea I'm how like, bad. Like, I need yes. This. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so we're going to implement that. I love it. I'm going to start talking about it. I'm going to write a Facebook status about it. Oh, you're going big. I don't know what I'll say, but I just want (laughs) people to have permission to start giving shoulder reps. I don't know. Um, I'm always up for a shoulder We should start modeling it to other people and just be when we're standing talking, people just suddenly like reach over and just (laughs) start rubbing shoulders. Make other people feel really really comfortable. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, that took a little bit of a turn from personal finance, but <laughs> nothing like massages and finances. It actually works because when you're stressed about finances, you want to be soothed. And if you're managing your finances well, you can go pay to get a massage. Love it. Full circle. <laughs> Nailed Always it. connecting. Always <laughs> connecting. Oh, uh, um, let's save for those massages. Yeah. You don't even have to if they're fifteen dollars. Just mm-hmm. cut out one freaking cocktail from farmhouse, and there you go. <laughs> Stay home when it uh well okay. Um, well thanks friends. That was great. Yeah. I hope you gleaned something <laughs> somewhere in there. And if you didn't, go listen to <laughs> my favorite murder. <laughs> There's lots to take from that. You'll have probably more fun listening yeah. to them. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have fun talking to you. I, I think we're, to you. we're fun. We're super fun. I know like, it's dark. We're not this is not dark. No. This is this is more beneficial for your life, I think. Absolutely. Then filling your mind with murder stories. And not being paranoid when you go to bed at night how you're going to die. I actually fell asleep listening to a podcast last night. I don't know what was wrong with me. Yes. I'm becoming worried. Shutting it down. (laughs) Um, Okay. (laughs) On that note. (laughs) Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams, everybody.